Hi everyone, it's Karen Pollard here and my co-host Joey Deganji from The Teal Podcast, which is all about finding the resources you need to effectively manage food allergies without missing out on life's best moments. everyone welcome to the teal podcast you're here with me karen pollard and my co-host joey deganji today we are extremely excited because we are joined not only by an amazing powerhouse in the free-from world but our fantastic ambassador julian panan who is the ceo of creative nature. Julianne has an amazing entrepreneurial story, which we're going to be hearing a lot more about as well. She is known for turning around a very struggling business into one of the most household renowned names in the UK with bigger plans to come, dot, dot, dot. Without further ado, uh, let's welcome on Julianne. Hi, welcome and thanks for joining us. I'm so excited to be here. And it's it's so refreshing to to be part of this podcast because um, lots of exciting things coming up. Julianne, just to start off with, then when you're not at work, <laughs> who are you? Who's <laughs> <It is> Julianne? <laughs> uh, work life balance. I guess a lot of people say I work a lot of the time. Um, so I am me at work, and I think you have to love what you do. Um, mm. to work as many hours as like Joey, you and myself work. Yeah, I love that. It becomes part of you and you just got to love it. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you won't be able to keep going. If you had asked me before the business um, and at school, I was a really shy person. I was really meek and oh. I didn't talk. On, like, I wouldn't even stand up and read a page that my teacher would ask me to read really now i'm very different to yes you command in international audiences i, I mean weren't yeah. you just speaking at the, the women's vegan summit on on the weekend in the us <laughs> all the way from the uk oh my gosh that summit was incredible i'd never done a, like a world stage on virtually i'd, I'd never done yeah. something like that so it was it was amazing to see the, the comments as well of people who really didn't understand allergies suddenly mm. switched and switch like it, it sort of switched something in their brain to mm. oh my gosh this is a wake-up call really? we need to make a change that's that's pretty powerful yeah. um as we've been speaking with the last people recently and there's there's a definite um attitudinal shift between veganism and allergies and and there yeah. was an expert that we spoke with last week and she says there's a lot that the allergy community can learn from vegans only because they're so forthright and confident in their beliefs and advocating for themselves in terms of creative nature so tell us about creative nature what is the brand uh what's it all about what's the birth of, of the business so yeah i i started the whole thing, I started Creative Nature really and what it stands for today because I suffer from anaphylaxis. So I'm allergic to sort of a lot of things. So peanuts, tree nuts, chickpeas, lentils, sesame, poppy seeds. 
I, I have a lot um, and I have them quite severely. And that was quite difficult growing up, um, especially in school and as I went to uni and worked abroad. And yeah. what I found mostly was I couldn't find anything in the free form sections that catered for what I I needed like a healthy snack bar, for example, mm. ninety like five percent of the free from range contained nuts. Mm. That, yeah. That's insane! Like, what? Why? Why was that needed? So I decided, okay, right, let's create a top fourteen allergen free brand. Not that just catered for me, yeah. but really catered for as many people as we possibly could. And yeah, I know there are going to be people who have allergies outside the top fourteen, mm. but if we can cater for as many as possible everyone can sit at the same table so so yeah that's how it was born I wanted fun products so I wanted kids to not miss out anymore so we've got like the normals um mm. they're less sugar than a, Mal a Malteser yes. they're top 14 allergen free as well yeah. and hopefully kids just love the packaging love interacting with it and at the end of the day it's got to be masked as a sort of treat that's yes. helpful for you I think that's great. Um, we were very fortunate that we've um, been able to taste the delectable delights of creative nature. And what we've actually found, um, like you said, Julia, is so inclusive. Where people that don't have allergies, um, we've introduced to creative nature. And the taste is superior to a lot of um, products that they would normally buy, which is fantastic. And you know, just things like we've been able to do as a family, like baking. My husband, <laughs> I mean, you know, for somebody who doesn't step foot in the kitchen, this is a wonderful way to actually get the different generations involved in creating in the kitchen. I absolutely loved it when your husband was baking away. <laughs> First time ever. And I made sure I captured that. So. <laughs> you have to get that more often now. You can say it's easy to bake with all of our... <laughs> Definitely. So tell us the name behind Norbles. Uh, how did you come up with the name? Norbles, it was actually on a, like a really long car journey with Matt a long time, uh, uh, quite a while ago now. And I actually wanted to call it Munchins and Crunches. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes from, I don't know if you've ever seen The Black Cauldron. It's a Disney film. I'm obsessed with Disney, by the way. I'm, I'm an adult, but... <laughs> I'll never grow out of Disney. It's a little character in there called Gergi. Um, and he says munchies and punchins all the time. Yeah. And then I, Matt was like, no, no, that's too long a name. And he was like, let's go for like, and he was like, oh, I like Gergi's name. I know it sounds nothing like Norbles, but he was like, Norbles, Norbles. And, I, and he, we started playing off each other. And he was like, Norbles, it's got to be Norbles. And I was like, uh, I was like, how are people going to know how to say it? from the dna and it's hilarious some <laughs> of the american people sorry joe but some of you <laughs> they say nowables or ah yeah, yeah i'm i'm sure <laughs> or, or ganobles um mm. but it's fantastic because it's a really good way of teaching children as well about the silent g because yeah. you know like gnome has the silent g yeah Yes. and knocky and d d different things like that and yes. so it's about teaching them the g in nobles is, yes. is silent and then we came up with norbert and norma yes. um yeah. to, to go along 
like that as well. They're fantastic characters. Um, and I know that we won't reveal too much, but um, they're going to be exciting to watch over the next few months. So they're, they're a great introduction to, to the brand. So you've got you, the baking mixes, you've got the treats, but you're also creative nature is very well known for the superfoods aspect. Uh, which is just as important, um, I think, from a free-from point of view. There's, it's always good to ensure you've got your treats, but nutritionally, um, we have to be really aware of our diets. And so I think that that's very interesting, the whole range you have around superfoods. I think that superfoods are important, especially, so for example, like you said, with free-from, mm. people want to a lot of the time bake from scratch or make, their own recipes mm -hmm. and to be able to do that we need to provide them with nutritional products like cacao powder um, and cacao powder is great because it's got the theobromine in it's the thing that basically that is the thing that makes you happy in chocolate mm. so ah. that's the bit that's actually good for you I think that's really important superfoods as a whole it, it is a more healthier route um, and we get tons of people asking us, what do we do with them? And that's why we have so many recipes on our website and hopefully on the Teal um, app website very soon too. Amazing. You're known as a role model to so many different groups of people uh, within the allergy community, within the entrepreneur side as well. Um, and you, so you have a very public platform. Um, yeah. What do you use that that platform for, Julianne? Social media, so that's part, one part of the platform and then it's it, it branches out so much further. But when I first started, I have to admit, I didn't um, want to sort of advertise I had allergies and I didn't want to hmm. talk about it because I was, I guess, scared in a way. I didn't know how people would receive it. Hmm. Um, I, I was just nervous. Um, right. However, I started my brand because of it mm. and I wanted to express that but not only did I want to do that I, I really want to raise awareness for allergies I find so many people are miseducated on allergies themselves and there, there is a difference between anaphylaxis and intolerance and it really is a minefield for parents who have, have children who suffer from allergies like Karen you'll know firsthand how difficult was it when when Ava was first diagnosed, absolutely. Where do you go to talk to? Yeah, and I just wanted to make it more comfortable for yeah. people like yeah. you and other allergy sufferers who couldn't, can't speak up about their allergy. Maybe they're just looking around, looking for people like Joey as well and myself who can talk about it mm. um, and not be scared. So I decided let's change let's put myself out there let's do more campaigning so I've done things with uh, Natasha's Law the allergy show um spoken on like Sky News about the change that's coming up in October 2021 um, and I'm constantly pushing because at the end of the day if we can make small changes one step at a time there's going to be a big change in the next few years so Julianne, was there a specific moment or experience that really like when you started turning the corner and being uh, more passionate about like speaking about your allergy and, and sharing more about that part of your life? I think my team really um, sort of, I don't know, made me wake up to the fact mm. that they were inspired by me yeah. talking about allergies mm. and 
that was so important because if they could understand it as a non-allergy sufferer yeah uh, that really made an impact for me and then it was literally I decided one day after they gave me the confidence and Matt did as well to post uh image as well of have like a mild allergy mm. and the response I got on it was phenomenal was it was thank you for sharing this thank you for understanding that life isn't all flowers and roses all the time for us um and thank you for showing us instagram there's a lot behind like the face of instagram because they everyone puts their best self forward on instagram and I do I'm, I'm a culprit for it as well I always show the amazing things the awards and the fun nights and all of that but a post like that it's sort of showing your vulnerability and when you do that that's when you really understand is there are there people listening and do they want to hear this message and will this help them yeah. and I found and that really did change like I, I did a lot of stuff before that but that was the sort of moment when I was like no I'm I'm really helping people now um people are writing into the office like handwritten letters from children oh, like, yeah. you just can't they it's like wow now that's yeah. a purpose now we're changing people's lives like parents going literally writing emails going you've made my kid's birthday party like you've made my kid be able to have a birthday party yeah. because I can have cake yeah. which yeah. to me it's it's so huge that's amazing that is that is amazing that is it, I I don't think you actually realize and maybe you do too Sam but for me coming as an allergy parent the impact that you have the things that people take for granted that you have just created so many opportunities through all the work you've done with Creative Nature, making events and socializing accessible so that you know our families don't have to miss out. I mean, it's it's amazing, it's phenomenal. And we're, we're blessed and humbled and we so excited the fact that you're you've working with us um, and, and really using that voice for good. It's amazing. Well, I'm so excited as well like, that what the TLAP stands for is exactly what we need. We need people to take allergies more seriously. But on the, on the other side, we also need to help allergy sufferers. And it's exactly, the TLAP has everything in one. It has the, the whole inclusiveness of a community, but also you can bring people in who don't suffer from allergies that just want to research about their friends or their family yeah. like for example if you had a nephew that suffered from an allergy but you're going to go around and see them yeah having like resources like the TLAP enables you to understand more what that allergy sufferer yeah. is going through well joey i mean <laughs> what do you have to yeah. say now? oh i mean that's yeah, yeah. thank you that, that's such a I mean, it, it really is. It's got to be there for you, you know, in that emergency when you really need it. But at the same time, all the other days of the year, whether it's sharing information with someone that, you know, is outside the community that need, that wants to, you know, kind of get a, a peek in the window and see what's going on. Or if you're trying to, you know, connect with other people and, and be able to hear stories like that, that's a big part of why we started this podcast, for example, to share stories like the one you just shared that for someone else that has allergies and maybe hasn't heard that before, I mean, that's, that means the world. So being able to just connect people with those types of resources, that's, that's the whole mission behind it. 
Speaking of the community side then, um, Julian, obviously that's a big part of who you are bringing this whole community together on an international level. Um, tell us about some of the insights that you've gained into people um, that you speak with and, and interact with you on, on social media, for example. It's, it's been fantastic to sort of see the response that we've had, even, for example, when creative nature is not stocked in a country. Um, but they're responding to a post that I've said about travelling, for example. Yeah. And recent, it wasn't that long ago, I did a tip of um, when we were out in Orlando um, and what were the best restaurants to go to, what which restaurants I found was good, which ones I found was yeah. a, a bit harder to, to eat at. Um, mm -hmm. But that really helped people over there who were making decisions on where they were going to go and planning their day. Yeah. Um, because they already knew as an allergy sufferer, these are my allergies. Right. Yeah. They could they knew already they could go to a restaurant that they could bring their own food because I told them they could do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they came back literally. Uh, it's amazing to see like the impact because they go to the, mm. the place, they actually ate at the restaurant. They're like, oh my gosh, yes, I would have never tried it. It's yeah. like that's the sort of thing I want to give them the confidence. And I'll only recommend something or someone that I know I'm sort of a hundred percent sure with because at yeah. the end of the day, no, I'm not doing it just to get paid to do something because right. I, I didn't get paid by that restaurant at all. Yeah. It, it's about recommending and raising awareness yeah. for those people because if we can help them, yeah, that's what I would have wanted when I was traveling or when I was younger. But yeah, the community is fantastic and we use the community quite well um, to gauge sort of data from them as well and what do they want what what are they struggling with um we constantly mm. get asked to do an advent calendar for example right. this inundated with people nature do an advent calendar <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's, it will be coming i was like one year you'll see an advent calendar yeah. uh, but we needed to get that insight and that's so important to me and my team yeah. that we genuinely get people involved in the community not just in the UK but outside yeah. to be able to understand their needs yeah definitely that's social listening you can't take for for granted at all yeah and I think you've used it very well to um to gain and improve your social capital um you you're extremely well known um I think it was somebody that recently said to you that you're free from royalty. <laughs> so that's a great title to have. That is fantastic, yeah. Thank at that. But yes, I mean, honestly, th things like that. I'm, I'm yeah. really glad when I'm making an impact because at the end of the day, we, we live and it, it feels so much better to make an impact and have a purpose. So, Julianne, obviously you've been in the, the news quite a lot and uh, one of the things, the topics that springs to mind um, that's got quite a lot of people talking is around hospital foods and how that is suitable or not suitable for allergy sufferers. Now, tell us a bit more about that. First of all, I think that a hospital should be 100% stocking food that can sort of allergy sufferers can actually eat yeah. what happens when you suffer from an anaphylactic shock you're rushed to hospital in an ambulance you get to the hospital and you have to be monitored overnight 
mm-hmm. and you haven't eaten mm-hmm. and you're not able to eat any of the food in the hospital mm-hmm. and then they have the audacity to say you should have brought your own food yes i i yeah. honestly can't yeah. get my head around it i can't yeah yeah obviously you're in hospital because you've had the allergy obviously there are other reasons why you go to hospital but if you have an allergy and you're ending up there they are the people that are going to look after you and make sure you're well yes they have the capacity to stock top 14 allergen free products or even and and cater for every everyone i'm hoping legislation will change and that Mm. allergies will become part of when they tender out for hospital food, this will be one of the criteria that's needed to be met. What you've just touched on there is is what every allergy family and individual experiences in hospital. Um, that's that echoes our experience every single time, and we've been okay when we've had pre-planned hospital stays, but mm. it's those moments when it's unexpected and it's emergency and the admissions that are required. And then there is no catering whatsoever. I mean, even to the extent where we haven't even had dairy-free milk. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, that just, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, like in the situation you described where they talk, where you talk about, you know, having come there because of the allergic reaction in the first place, certainly you can't, you'd be expected to bring your own food because whatever you had on hand was, was not, not suitable. So, I mean, you could, you, you can't be expected to bring that with you or anything like that. So I just don't understand the, uh, you know, the rationale behind it. So he said, yeah, hopefully there's, there's some much, much needed change on that front soon. Julianne, obviously that, that is a major, major topic. There's so much that needs to be done. And so hopefully, like you said, legislation will change. Um, but it's it's going to lead a lot of lobbying and a lot of people coming together to make enough noise to to bring that about. I think this year has been very <laughs> uncharacteristic for everybody. <laughs> There's been two things to deal with: um, COVID plus Brexit's been looming as well. As an entrepreneur, <laughs> what's your experience been like? And uh, your insights and do you have any advice to just offer anybody a lifeline out there as to how to navigate it all? I guess every business is different. Um, larger businesses will have had the resource to plan out different scenarios um, of what routes they're taking um, and whether they're going to set up a European office, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, small businesses, on the other hand, don't have that luxury. So... Yeah. As a small business, you fight fires every single day and you react to things that are in your control. And that's the only thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you can't worry about things that are outside your control. And I constantly keep telling this to people because they always go, oh, but what if this happens and what if that happens? So from from the 1st of January, there doesn't seem to be a grace period um, for businesses um, to be able to adapt their labels and I think that's quite difficult because for example my business we buy three months in advance the the packaging so we will have that already and we're going to have to hand label every single product that goes into the EU which is a nightmare I'm kind of glad that we actually sell a lot outside the EU and in the UK because if it was a lot more to the EU this would be an absolute nightmare Um, so I do feel for businesses out there that, that have this issue. However, there is the positivity that we do know what to do. 
at the moment there is that element still of uncertainty on the tariffs um, and mm. I think again every business in the UK is quite worried about that because we really don't know what that's going to be um, and that could push up pricing a lot which in right. turn we have to put um, then give to our uh, customers and eventually the consumer price would go up which is what yeah. we don't want to do but of course if that is the case we would have to do but we would try and absorb as much as we can in a way that's um sustainable for the business as well now with respect to the tariff that you said is or the uh like the the legislature that they're considering what is the hope of like what's the possibility in terms of the outcome there that you said the small businesses are hoping for well we're all hoping for a deal so in terms okay. of trade so that we can hopefully um in a way not have a European address that we have to have okay. uh, that would be fantastic but we just want but even if we do have to have that label that's fine mm. but it would be great to have a free trade agreement where there is no tariffs on the product um right that and duty etc um but I, I, it's just so up in the air at the moment in terms of mm. what's happening I don't think anyone has a exact answer to what's best and that's what's scary so i do advise take other like do like make sure you're covered in other areas so divert like diversification i think is key uh, make sure you're selling outside the eu as well and you've put everything into place that you need come the first of january because i've heard i don't know if this is official but mm. you can get fined up to 1250 pounds plus 250 pounds per day at the port if it gets stopped oh wow so yeah so, it's serious so you could lose your profit very very quickly um yeah order. wow I, I think you touched on something very important for all entrepreneurs which is to you know kind of plan for you know like leaving your options open especially during uncertain chaotic times i think that's really you know the past year no matter where you are you've seen that to some extent with um with covid which i think brings up you know another really just interesting question that we've we've had a number of different entrepreneurs on with us before and one of the things that karen and i are always really interested in learning is you know what are some of the what are some of the pivots that you and your team have made that helped you kind of like how did you go about navigating all of the uh all of the uncertainty that we got hit with in 2020 i know a lot of people said they struggled being working yeah. from home for example and being on their own but i think it's just the way you look at things as well so it's about finding that one positive in all the negative um and we do that quite well as a team as well um we did things like so for example when the pandemic hit i was like oh my gosh what are we going to do? How are we going to set everyone up from home? Is everyone going to work from home? What's it going to be like? And it was like, okay, let's just take things one step at a time. Exactly how you do with an allergy. When yeah. you're diagnosed, everything goes like mayhem. Like you're like, oh my gosh, I'm allergic to this. What can I do? But it's about sort of breaking it all down into stages. Okay, mm. I found out this. It was a pandemic okay what do I have to do to get through just to the next day just to the next week what are the steps the steps were right okay I need everyone at home to have a desk I need everyone at home to have a computer or you take the computer that you've got here home yeah 
Mm. I need working at home policies because you've got to make sure as a business you're covered mm. under insurance right. and all of that. Right. So all of those things I was thinking, right, these are the stages. Then we got set up at home. Teething problems, of course, mm. for the first week. People couldn't get on Zoom. People couldn't get on Teams. Uh, things weren't working. One of them didn't even have internet connection. It was a nightmare, but we worked through it with them. And it was about understanding what problems they were having and how can we help them to fix mm. it. Relating that back to an allergy how do you help your child or how do you help the allergy sufferer? Mm. It, it's not about, oh, this is a problem and that's it. It's about what's the solution to that problem. Um, yeah, so then we're working from home. Then one of our members of staff, actually, she, she was like, she was an office person. She loved mm. being like, involved in everything. Yeah. Um, and she found working from home in the first lockdown quite tough. Because mm. uh, we've obviously had two lockdowns now. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> But yeah, in the first lockdown, she found it quite tough. And um, mm -hmm. I decided to put on things like uh, Zoom workouts. So I was doing a workout, a Zumba workout with them <laughs> every oh, week. Wow. I, ha I like got people in on, on the yeah. Zoom to do it. We did combat classes. We did, we did so much. We did yeah. team quizzes every Friday. Yeah. And all of these things played into the team culture. And then even though we weren't together, we actually yeah. became as a team and I think that's yeah. so important yeah. even when you're building a community whatever you're building it's about all understanding each other and mm. contributing yeah. um, and sort of helping each other through because at the end of the day we're all going through and we're all having bad days yeah. and we will have good days but it's about supporting each other through that mm. so yeah the pandemic's not been easy snacking for example we launched Norbles the <laughs> week before lockdown <laughs> what a launch I mean <laughs> we, we went I was in John Lewis literally we yeah. had balloon arches ordered all of this um a magician we had ordered oh, <laughs> <laughs> tricks with the norbles all of this all had to be cancelled so it's literally me and Ellie standing in John Lewis not being allowed to sample to people our product so we oh. had to be like this is what it is. Um, but we <laughs> you can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> exactly wow. that. Yeah. But it, the feedback that we had, even from that event mm. on that launch, was phenomenal. Like people mm. were like, "Wow!" They understood. Like we were bringing a product to market that really was catering for everyone, even though it wasn't the launch I wanted at all. Um, it was fantastic to see it blew up over Instagram. It like mm. there were so many oh. people. We, it was flooded with people saying, yeah. "I love Norbles. Uh, this is the oh. best." Things like that really. Yeah. It built things up for me, and it got me through to the next stage. Yeah. Um, so that was fantastic. It yeah. was, and Norbles has grown since and launched into Asda since then. The yeah. share bag. So that was fantastic. Yes. Yes. And the one. Um, Complaints I suppose people would have if it was a complaint is that even the, the share bags end at some point. So yeah, they're not big enough. They're not for sharing, yeah. yes. That's what we get a lot. They're like, oh, can you make the sharing bag bigger? <laughs> that's, that's awesome feedback. That's great. Yeah. It really is. Wow. It proves, even through a pandemic, you, yeah. can, you can still do things and you can still yeah. try. And yes, snacking did 
drop off a cliff like I said it, it was it was scary like we mm. luckily we had a diverse brand baking mixes were fantastic we yeah right yes mix little mix baked with our baking mixes yes we saw that that's amazing yes and the fact as well that you had you had your banana bread mix I mean 2020 has been the year of the banana bread hasn't it you didn't go through a pandemic if you didn't bake banana bread <laughs> I don't know what it was like in the US for you Joey I, I did not get around to banana bread yet. I'll have to. Uh, That's that means you you didn't go through the pandemic. I'm sorry, Joe. Yeah, right, I gotta do it soon then. I need to. Uh, yeah. I need to get through it. Yeah. You, you went through an election, but you didn't. Get... We did that. <laughs> yeah. we had that. No banana bread in the election then. <laughs> no, that's what that's what was missing. <laughs> what is 2021 looking like for you? So export is a big part of 2021. Um, I really want to be taking creative nature global. I know mm -hmm. it sounds ambitious, but you've got to dream big. Yeah. And I have every faith in my team um, that we can get there. We've just brought on some new members of staff, which are fantastic. Um, so yeah, growing the team and also growing export, becoming more of that like, I know you say we're our household free from brand name, but I want to be even more of the household mm. free from brand name in sort of every supermarket. Yeah. That would be perfect for me. Yes. Um, I like, I've got some amazing partnerships coming up as mm. well. Like, Teal obviously has been incredible. I'm so glad to have launched this year with, with you guys. And like, I can just see things going big. So Definitely. It's so definitely, excited. Yes. So that's coming up. Then I've got a few other partnerships, um, mm -hmm. which I can't say much about at the moment, but they are they are coming up, mm. and hopefully we'll have something for one of the seasonal um, mm. seasonal uh, festivities coming up as yeah. well. So people yeah. will hopefully be watching out for that. And no, we're not going to give anything away yet. Oh yes, <laughs> no, no, of course not. not yet. Watch this space. <laughs> Yeah, lot, lots of exciting things. And then we've got um, some garden centres launching in January with um, a load of our products, which I'm Amazing. super pleased about as mm. I was never really able to go to garden centres when I was young because mm. of the like seeds and nuts and things that were about. Mm. Um, but even when I did go to some, it, it, there was never anything to eat. And you were saying no. the same, Amanda, there's yeah. like nothing for kids. Absolutely. Mm. It's, it's, our experience has always been that it's so limited that I've I've always had to make sure, and I think that's that's part of being an allergy mum. You have a big rucksack, and there's always food. You do not leave the house without making sure you've you prepacked food. So it would be lovely um, to be able to go somewhere like that and know that certain things are taken care of, um, and mm -hmm. and it's also great for you. As families, we love going to garden centres here in the UK. It's a day out on its own. <laughs> um, so it's it's great for all of the family. If there are um, products like Creative Natures that we can pick up and take home with us, it's, it's a no-brainer. There's something that we like to ask all of our guests. As a, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> but it follows on with the, the whole memes that you see on the internet. So... You know you're an allergy reactor, an allergy sufferer. You've grown up with allergies if... I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> what have other people said? 
<laughs> well, we've gotten we, everything from eagle eye yeah, uh, checking ingredients to <laughs> big backpack with full of snacks okay if you have been told oh a little bit won't hurt you mm. ah, yeah. yes yes that's yes. actually that's a very interesting misconception but very common isn't it 100 percent. that's yeah yeah Absolutely. Is there anything that we haven't covered, Julianne, that's still weighing upon you that you think this is my time? I need to, I'd love to mention this. I really want to get out there that allergies don't have to define you. Um, yes, they're part of your journey and yes, they're part of your life. Mm. But at the end of the day, we can all do what a non allergy sufferer mm. or can do. Like, mm. Joey the world I've traveled yeah. to so many places mm. um, like Forbes 30 under 30 I never thought I'd be on that list absolutely it, it just proves it yeah. doesn't need to limit you in no. any way possible you just need to be educated and controlled and understand your allergies and your limits in terms mm. of that but mm. it doesn't need to limit you in where you're going or mm. what you achieve um, and that's why we really want to get to out to sort of allergy mums as well, because they always worry that their child's going to miss out or uh, they always ask me, oh, how did you do that? Like, you, you can't do that. Like, I mm. could never imagine letting my child go abroad. Mm. Mm. And I was like, mm. if you don't let them, yeah, then they're missing out. Yes. That's, yeah. That's yeah. thing I want to get across. Yeah, that, that's incredibly empowering if you hadn't gone through the experiences and the challenges and adversities that you had all these opportunities and experiences that your life has been in abundance of wouldn't have been there yeah I wouldn't have been on Dragon's Den <laughs> well, well not many people can say that <laughs> so what so very quickly then what was that like facing the dragons oh my gosh wow <laughs> that was an interesting experience um it was, it was hard. It was really <laughs> okay. hard. I would say you need to be really prepared for every single question they're going to throw at you. Mm. Um, but it was such an incredible experience at the same time. Like I opened mm. up to things that I was outside my comfort zone. Mm. And they always say that when you're outside your comfort zone, that's when the magic happens. Mm. And it, it is sort of true in a way. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, I, the PR off the back of it, the response that we got was phenomenal. I wouldn't want to go through it again. Don't get me wrong. I, I, <laughs> um, not something I would do. Yeah. But I would, I would say it's an experience that I, I don't regret. And uh, like it or not, and I, and I think you've absolutely embraced it. You are such a role model to so many people and allergies and not, no allergies. I think you, you're you've really embodied the ability to just harness uh, who you are, your skills, your potential, every opportunity and, and own it. And just, you know, we get one, we get one chance at this and, and you really are an example of somebody that says, do you know what? I'm going to do this my way. You're, you're an amazing trailblazer. I mean, as you can see, we're gushing. We just, we just love Julia. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm always well, I, I absolutely love working with both of you. I think that 
you're both absolutely incredible and in your own rights as well so I can't wait for the future I really can't so where can obviously a lot of people do know but for those of our listeners that don't where can we find you online so online you can get us at creativenaturesuperfoods.com and then you can get us in sort of the major supermarkets asda sainsbury's tesco Mm -hmm as well wow we look forward to seeing the growth of this amazing brand and it being internationally renowned uh too but thanks so much for joining us thank you all right take care bye Bye.